I'm Kevin H. I'm Kevin C. And I'm a Seth. And this is the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. Podcast. So just a disclaimer, we are going to talk about some things that people might not be super comfortable with. We're going to use some language, a language that people are not going to be super comfortable with. That's adult language. So, Expletives. So sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Or not. That's cool, too. Just as a heads up, there's a lot of uh, going to be a lot of finger quotes in this one because, wow. <laughs> a lot of fingering, huh? Yeah, a lot of finger quotes because these guys are fucking wackadoodle. Wackadoodle. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. I'm set. <clears throat> cool. You ready? Yeah. Yep. Okay. What's going on, everybody? How do they do, internet? Do. Do, 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 do. Did you just have a stroke? No. Okay, just making sure. Random. He just said, how do they do it? And I said, how do they okay, do it? Okay, just do, making do, do, do. sure because like, I worry about you, you know? I was just continuing on what he had said. Oh, okay. So, how was your week? Shit. Shit. Straight up shit. Uh, uh, my kid's been sick all week. Oh, that's always fun. Work's picking up, and anybody that works in anything package handling. Logistics. Carry, logistics, as I like to call it. Certain iHeart logistics, logistics company. Our volume went from average of like five to 6,000 to now seven to eight, and they're expecting 10,000 before the week starts. No, thank you. Yeah, but this is the time of the year where I make money. So, there you go. hey, man, it's all good. Uh, started working on some other new hobby things. Nice. And also got some news for us a little bit later. Nice. Yeah. Are we going to save that for the end of the episode? I think we should. If you want to, yeah, cool with it. I think we should. Mr. Hire, how was your week? SSDD. Same shit, different day, but I asked about your week, not your day. SSDW. Yeah, there you Same go. shit, different week. There you go. Or same shit, different heap. That's my favorite. That's one I use. Uh, uh, I like to say I'm living the nightmare or somebody else's dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm living the dream. Somebody else's. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I'm definitely living someone else's dream because, anyway. Uh, how was yours? My week was, okay. I, it was boring. Like, I just did a lot of, because I'm still on restrictions from the doctor, so I can't really do anything at work. So I've been sweeping and vacuuming and cleaning windows. and Oh, God forbid you don't have to unload a uh, a trailer that weighs about 1,000 pounds. I would rather do that, honestly. Than I, sweeping? Yeah. I like sweeping. Eh, it gets boring after a while. No, nah, dude, I pretend like I'm playing curling. Oh, and restickering stuff. I love just, that yeah. sport. God. Hey, we did have some sad news that Stan Lee yeah. passed away. Yeah, I was going to, we should just do a, a moment of silence yep. for him. Yeah, that, that that one hurt like a motherfucker. Uh, yeah, there's. I was talking to Bree about it. I'm like, there's only like maybe two or three more people, like celebrity wise, that I look up to and idolize that are still with us right now. Yep. Like it's been a tough like year for me already of people who I look up to and respect and really truly like. That I'm like, oh wow, well they're gone. The oh, la- that the, one's gone. The last one, movie wise, that died that that hurt like that was uh, George Romero. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Alan Rickman hit me hard because I didn't realize how many different movies and how many different like things he was a part of that I loved. That's true. Hell, uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies. Die Hard. And mm. it is a Christmas movie. Everybody exactly. else can fucking suck it. <laughs> and even like we were talking about it earlier about uh the Harry Potter things. It's like I wasn't I was never a Harry Potter person. I was like, Oh, okay, whatever. And then seeing that he was in there as Snape, I was like, Oh my god. Spoiler alert. He died, and I got sad. Okay, first of all, I don't think you have to give spoiler alerts out for Harry Potter movies. If you weren't going to see them, you've seen them by now. I just saw it not that long ago, okay? Like, maybe, I don't know, a couple months ago. 
So speaking of Harry Potter, if you want some badass headphones. God, I'm so happy you're back. You go over to studio.com. That way you can watch that stuff on your phone or your tablet. And guess what? Exactly. Damn. Or your TV because they have TVs where you can hook your headphones up to them too. What? Um, yeah, buddy. My aunt, my aunt and uncle have one. Um, but you can find over the ear, in the ear, completely wireless Bluetooth. The Neva are the completely wireless Bluetooth and they are fucking sweet. I've got a set and they are fantastic. Um, I use them one at a time because of what I do for uh, for work. I can only have one in at a time. What you only do for work? So Shh, don't but, tell nobody. But they, uh, running them one at a time, they get about three and a half hours of battery life out of them. Pretty damn good. Um, it is pretty good. And if you... Yeah. Oh, actually, hold on. You know what? Because we can't do that because they didn't want us around this time of year with the promo code. So we're going to cut that part out. So go over and check out studio.com, find some awesome headphones, and enjoy. And if you're curious yeah. and wondering about how good they are, I have a pair. Not the skull candy old pieces of crap we were talking about before. I have the region. Dude, I'm pretty sure I graduated from high school with those skull candies that you had. Well, put it this way. Uh, back when the Rutland Diamond Mall was a mall, when FYE was in the mall, uh, that would have been two. 2005-ish, 2006-ish. Yeah, I graduated in 06. That's, so, that's yeah. when I picked them up, yeah, because I was working at FYE when I was in college. I was like, oh, look at this. Oh, my God, they got bass. Now I have these things, and I'm like, they're Bluetooth. And, oh, I'm, the only negative is that they don't work when my phone is in the house. And I'm and out, outside. And I'm outside, and I'm like, how dare you not work as I'm, like, 40 feet away from them? Well, they're, if that's the only takeaway... Yeah. They dropped the ball on that. I'm I, sorry. I want it 40 feet between a house, like on the other side of my property. I want to be crystal how, clear. How dare you not have a thousand yard range on right? your Bluetooth? Right. <laughs> oh, you I had to charge them again. Dude, I will I will never own another brand of headphones after these. These are the best I've ever had. I'm also upset I had to charge them again. And since you're upset, why don't you tell us about uh, your, your personal sponsor? My personal sponsor, what they're talking about, is the hobby holder, folks. Now, we've talked about this before. I've talked about this at nauseum that if anyone you know, including yourself, likes to paint miniatures and you have difficulty holding onto a miniature, because let's be honest, those little sons of guns are really small and really just annoying to hang on to to get those little fine details. details. And you're like, you know what? This is really getting annoying. I don't know how to do this. Guess what? You go to GameMV.net, home of GameMV Creations, home of the hobby holder. You find yourself a sweet hobby holder because guess what, folks? The handle and base come in a variety of different colors. You can pick out what you like. You put that bad boy in the uh, checkout account, and then you see a promo code section. You're like, hmm, what was what, what can I put in there to save some money? Broadstone, folks. That's your boy over here. I haven't spelled it, so I'm gonna spell it just in case some people are dyslexic or just dumb or like me or like you. Hey, that forget to put it in. You stop right there. You can be both dumb and dyslexic. I am. I'm sorry. That, okay. was, that was rude. <laughs> that was really rude. It's okay. I just don't know how to run a keyboard. That's anybody, okay. Well, ask anybody who I text. So that promo code is Broadstone. B-R-O-A-D-S-T-O-N-E. That's me. Put that at the, the promo code section. Get yourself, save yourself some $2 off each of them little guys. And I got to admit this right now. I'm ready to talk about what we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about? Because you guys were hinting about it. We were talking about ah. it last week and the week before that you guys had some really cool, well, I don't, interesting little topics, and I was ready. I've been chugging s- coffee when we know when to drink coffee. I get a little feisty. Yeah. You talk about some of some 
some vampire thing or something. I don't know. Some vampire? Or some duel this, or something. This week, know. we are going to cover the yes. Highgate Vampire. The what now? The Highgate Vampire. What is a Highgate Vampire? We're going to get into that. Is that a fancy vampire that doesn't like to be... It's a London vampire. It's not to be confused with Lowgate. But it's not so much the vampire we're going to talk are about. snooty? It's London, so maybe. Ooh. I like I like the UK. I got a lot of friends I, over there. I, I don't have a problem with it, but some of it might be a little I think uppity. I have extended family members over there. But it's not so much the vampire we're going to talk about. It's the fucking crazy nerd Magic the Gathering, like throwing okay. goddamn D20s at each other nerd fight that comes with it. Wait, wait, wait. Were you being disrespectful to my realm uh, of people? God, no. Insulting Whoa. these people? I am one of these people. That's what I'm like. What are you doing right now, boy? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Dude, no. They, these guys are like tapping mana. They're rolling fucking D20s. It, it's, why, are you, why are you doing this to me, bro? Because it has to be done. Because you'll understand when we get into it. Let's be, <laughs> but, but let's be honest. Out of the three of us, I'm the one that looks the least nerdy out of all of us. Yeah, you look like okay. I've been to game stores with you. You look like the guy that's gonna like kick in the door and be like, "Fucking nerds!" and start just wedging people and just. Say? Out of all of us, he looks. I, he's the I one look that looks like the, the guy most that like a beats jock. up nerds. Yeah, but we, we former try, football player, former power lifter. You know, guy that we try you know, to say we're, we we look like the stereotypical nerds. We're here. wearing a sweater <laughs> underneath your sweatshirt. You look like you look like Ernest Hemingway's like grandson if he didn't give a shit. And this guy lives in a basement. <laughs> This is true. This is true. <laughs> I used to, so yeah. Um, yeah. But no, he looks like the guy that would just go into a game store and beat people up. We're the ones who'd be like, oh shit, we gotta hide behind the, the soda machine. undercover nerd. Dude, yeah. Exactly. And the funny He's thing stealth is, nerd. and I wear it on my on my skin. I have a spawn tattoo on one leg. I had a Dinobot on the other leg. And just for the S's and giggles of it, I have a stripping cupcake on my hip. This is true. Yeah, dude, because I thought it'd be funny as shit. Fucking nerd. Yeah, and I'm also planning on getting a couple more super nerdy ones. I'm going to get some more Transformer ones and also more comic book ones. I'm going to be coded and be like, oh, you poser. i like, oh, let's play a game. <laughs> where, where do you want to go? All right, let's oh. talk about your nerds that you're going to make me mad. The oh. Highgate oh, God. nerd. Oh, dude, and these guys are dumb. Vampire <sighs> Masquerade or whatever that role play game is. They, they make people that play Vampire the Masquerade look fucking cool. Because these guys are <clears throat> mad nerdy. Wait a minute. There is a, there's a game? There's yes. A- it is kind of like D&D, but it's called Vampire the Masquerade. And you have to come up. You have to create your own vampire oh, character. There's actually and- a group. I think it's in Louisiana that actually have live sense. role playing where they have people who are vampires and people who assume the role of werewolf that will play subservient roles. They also have ghouls. Now, a ghoul, when you play that, is literally you are the slave of a vampire. You're the lowest of the low. They'll come in in, like, gimp costumes and do whatever they say. And it's a bar or I think it is a bar or a club or something like that. Literally hold adults our ages. That's mid-30s, folks. Doing this, not just, like, little high school teenager kids, like, older people. And they'll have the fake fangs. They'll have the full, like, oh, God, Bella Lugosi setup. And also people wear leather that, like, a la Underworld, co-mingling in this one place once a month. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. And you know that they afterwards they just have just dirty, smelly nerd sex, too. I don't Ugh. know about that. But, yeah, it's one of those things. This whole, there's been so many. Vampire the Masquerade is has its own underground realm where people are like, seriously, you do not understand a clan that I come from, a vampire. I will smite you down. They take role playing to a whole nother yeah. level because they believe they are them. Uh, Hell, there was a couple of kids that played that game that killed 
yeah, we are going to cover that some more on a on a future true crime episode. We're going to do. Can't wait to tear that one apart, motherfucker! What a bunch of nerds! Because I like the RPGs. I like playing the role playing games. I am a D and D nerd. I can yes. talk about that at nauseum. I love that word nauseum. I learned it the other day. Oh, and once once my wife and I close on the new studio, we're going to start playing D and D again. Because I'm going to fucking start on my goddamn. I could campaign. actually start a campaign with a buddy tonight, but I decided to come here and hang out no, with you nerds. No, 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 fuck that. You're my bitch. I'm going to be a minotaur monk. <laughs> Get the plus one to the horns for an extra bonus attack and also plus one for constitution. Minus three for constipation, though. Yeah, because he has really bad dietary habits with monks. It's always this foraging stuff. Yeah, it's bread and semen. <laughs> and rice. And You got to boil the rice in something, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get that so, extra salt level. All right, so, let's talk about these nerds. Anyway, let's get started into the Highgate Vampire. The year was 1963. Our story takes place in the North London suburb of Highgate. The top song on the charts in England was the Beatles, She Loves You. Beatles suck. Yeah. I'm going to get that in. I'm with you there. Uh, One night, a a young couple was walking down Swain's Lane, which... Baller name. I had to, like, a couple of times, like, Swain's Lane, Swain's Lane, Lane Swain. Fuck. (laughs) Uh, So they were walking down Swain's Lane, which ran along the north side of the Highgate Cemetery. The cemetery itself was built in 1839 and is the final resting place of around 170,000 people... Wow. Here's the here's the weird part, in fifty three thousand graves. What? Yeah. Say that one more time, please. One hundred and seventy thousand people. One hundred and seventy thousand. Got ba- it. Buried in fifty three thousand graves. So I don't know if they're if they're if they're double stacking or is it like the tombs where normally they have like or like two or family three? plots where you have like yeah. husband wife and then like kids or whatever. Like if it's all one plot kind of with one stone, I don't know. Didn't really go that far. Huh. The Gothic Victorian area area. <laughs> Area. I love Gothic Victorians, Hold like on. that era of like hundred and, structures. Hundred and how many? Hundred and seventy thousand people. Yeah, fifty three thousand. No graves. horses. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's why I had them repeat it. Like that's what I'm thinking. They either had stuff like double stack or like what you were saying there. Like the family crypt sometimes will have like two or three people in there. Oh my god, you got that grin like some, oh four. No, it's just like a lot of lot of uh, lot Don't. of people either moving back in to fill those that void, or there's a lot of fucking going on. To, yes, to a lot of a fucking, lot of, lot of fucking dead bodies. Those, those dead bodies are fucking, and they're having dead body kids. They're creating ghoul well, monsters. The half the amount of people, almost half, over half the amount of people, or close to half the amount of people that are dead, are alive in the town. What are you talking about? You okay, said you're overthinking you said 119 this. 119 people. Yeah, but in no, the town not everybody. Not everybody that's buried there is is from London. But by the way, double stuff okay. gravios. Hmm. Got it. <laughs> Knew it. I had to get it off my brain. You're oversimplified. You're overthinking okay. this. Yeah. No, because one of the people, one of the more famous people that's buried there is Karl Marx. So the Gothic Victorian era cemetery is sprawling, covering a huge chunk of land. I couldn't find exactly how much land it covers because it's technically two cemeteries. There's a north one and a uh, south cemetery, but they are the same one. But it's it's fucking huge. I mean, to have 170,000, well, I mean, 53,000 graves in it, it's going to be a good sized cemetery. Well, yeah, and a lot of times over there too, they're they're not small by any stretch of the way. No, like, no, 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 no. When movies or something like that normally film graveyards, half the time they go over there because the uh, the Gothic style, that Gothic Victorian, is so quintessential to like say the Van Helsing style of mm-hmm. movies, the the old school horror movies, or just anything in general because they just look so cool. You know, the only place I can think of in the United States that would have a, a cemetery like similar looking to this one would be like. 
New Orleans. Mm, yeah. Somewhere like yeah. that, where you'd have like that kind of that kind of style to it. American that Horror size. Story uh, Covenant had some things going on in the Louisiana style, or the Louisiana uh, graveyard. Mm-hmm. And it's just, again, it's that old school, like kind of Victorian-esque style that I've, I find so fascinating to see of like, around here, it's just a gravestone. Yeah. Except the difference is in Louisiana, they're all buried above ground. Well, yeah, they have to be. Otherwise, <laughs> you, those fuckers will be floating. Yeah. R.I.P. No respect. All respect. Sorry. Well, I mean, if here, if you actually, um, if you go to the really older graves, yeah, you'll, well, my, you'll see that you'll see that uh, almost Victorian style because they were like fucking really. Uh, it was a sense of honor or a, well, a badge. Yeah, but no, but they also, but they were really like on point with death. This right. is what death is. Oh no, but we own it. But with this cemetery, know? we're talking like the high walls, like the wrought iron fences, because the big gates and stuff. Where like... my parents are buried, my, my grandparents are buried in Castleton. They have a crypt where it used to store bodies mm-hmm. when in the winter. They also have old school style uh, funeral gravestones and things like that, which is cool. I'm talking about like you see them in there, and they have these beautiful sculpted marble like stone like cherubs or angels or anything of the sort and they like you're saying they have the high walls and they have for me which i love is the crypt when you can see a family crypt of like where everybody in the family's been buried mm-hmm. for a generation or so mm. yeah those are the people with like big time like oh, money 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 yeah 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 as our young couple strolled along something caught their eye from behind the fence of the cemetery something that they would never forget what they saw was a seven foot tall floating grayish creature with a ghoulish face and red eyes the couple no doubt took off running after they got their bearings Time back. Out. I think you skipped ahead. No, I didn't. Because who the fuck's this young couple? If you were listening, they were the ones walking down Swain's Lane. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right off the beginning <laughs> that he literally started fuck the story face. with. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, I was just... Bazinga. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be called the name, but okay. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Let's I'm just go. picking. I didn't know. I, I was... I was caught up in the moment of you were of, caught up in the math of the 170,000 and the 53,000 because it still doesn't make any sense to me because it's a lot of people for a short period of time it is so the next sighting would be only a few short days later as a man while walking his dog past the cemetery and saw a, a and saw a similar figure sliding over the wall and here's the first of our fucking finger quotes for the thing quote like black treckle Black treckle. Yep. Hold on. Okay. We, don't, we don't even have to take a break for this one. I was actually I, getting out the Google box. Because I put I was, it in yeah. fucking parentheses. I had to look up treckle. Black treckle is a thick, dark sugar syrup containing cane molasses to, to create a somewhat bitter flavor. It's made with uncrystallized syrup that remains after the, after the sugar is refined. So it's similar to pure molasses. Black treckle isn't as bitter. However, blackstrap molasses is quite similar in flavor. Suck it myself because I did the fucking research beforehand. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it was kind of like, like, like goop. Yeah, it gooped over the wall. Yeah. Imagine the ants you get. Oh, do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. No thanks, man. Archer joke. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Come on. Oh. Yeah. On Halloween 1968, in the nearby. Who taught uh, you how to hit your boyfriend? <laughs> go ask your go ask your daddy for a roll of nickels. <laughs> Love Pam. <laughs> Pam! <laughs> Who taught you how to hit your husband? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, After that episode, I stopped watching. I was like, this is the epitome of what this show is to me. Her, like, making fun of these people. They're trying to beat her up, and oh, she's just laughing. Oh, God. You, no, you have to keep watching. You have to see Pam on cocaine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy shit, Pam. <sighs> what? I got titties now. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're skinny. <laughs> uh 
phrasing. Are we not really? Using Are we not that? doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> On Halloween 1968, in the nearby Tottenham Park Cemetery, a grave was opened up, and the body inside was staked in the chest with an iron cross. Though the identities of the people involved have never been discovered, it's believed that that the desecration is connected to the events surrounding the, the Highgate vampire. So in a completely different cemetery, we're going to fucking crack open a grave and stab it in the goddamn chest with an iron cross. So we're going to get corrected, I know it, because you're, you said Tottenham. It's Tottenham. Hey, I don't speak British English. I speak American Tater English. Tater Tottenham. Take that, British listeners. It's, we it's, don't use wait, wait. U's in our it's word like, color. It's like Worcester. <laughs> Or Worcester. For it's us. Worcester. I know. But I know how to do that wait, one. Wait, wait. Tottenham? That sounds like a Minnesota it's, hot dish. It's Tottenham. That's that's what I said. Tot- no, y- I'm saying it wrong on purpose. Tottenham? Like Totten- I went to tater school tots? Tottenham. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait. Tater tots. Tottenham. Hot Minnesota hot dish. Hot pockets. Ugh. No, I was listening I, about this. Someone's got to ask her about her attempt at making a Minnesota hot dish. Just wait for the, you know, the, the response. Didn't come out of, it's Tottenham, you assholes. Who yeah. cares? So by 1969, all the sightings would draw the attention of <laughs> of the founder of the British Occult Society, and I shit you not, again, Don't air quote, me. amateur Wicca enthusiast David Ferrant, our first combatant in this epic nerd fight. So I found a thing on YouTube called In Search of the Highgate Vampire. He's a warlock. Or is he a witch? He's a fucking nerd. Whatever. Don't attach a title to him. He's a fucking nerd. And you want to get you want to talk about titles? Wait till we get to the next guy. Okay. Fine. Jesus Christ. So I found this thing called In Search of the Highgate Vampire. And uh-huh. of course my brain went to, oh my God, it's in search of with Leonard Neboy. This is gonna be awesome. No. And no, it's fucking in search of with David Ferrant, and it's just like it's a cheap-ass 1980s documentary that he made himself with, like... You, you remember those old fucking, like... The old, like, late 80s, early 90s, like, VHS... You put a whole fucking cassette in them to tape, like, Yeah, I had one one time. That's actually how I used to film movies. That's yeah, like, they used like to be. you could kill a motherfucker with it. You had to, like, yeah. put it... You couldn't put it on a tripod. You had to build yeah. it out of sawhorses to keep it up. I'm pretty sure we have one upstairs right now. Yeah, it's a goddamn weapon. It's huge. They weighed, like, 65 pounds. Yeah. There's well, a reason why they were used for rocket launchers in on, movies. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure that's what he used. Oh, God. But, so, David Ferrant described the vampire as being tall, thin, and gaunt, wearing a long gray cloak and having hypnotic eyes that could cause harm to its victims. So he wanted to fuck it. I think he wanted to fuck it. So I'm not going to lie. I get really upset with all these skinny vampires. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it. Yeah, dude. The only fat vampire I've ever seen was Pearl from Blade. (gasps) You fat shit. (laughs) When he died, I cried. Well, wait, wait. Pearl was a guy? Yeah, really? I looked it up. I thought Pearl was a, a girl. I swear. Hey, I no, it was a dude. That's why they let the little like the, the little nipples playing out, man. Hey, can we stop talking about fake vampires and start talking about fake vampires here? Oh, <laughs> yep. oh sorry, sorry. So we'll sorry. continue this conversation after we talk about these fake vampires. Yes. Uh, so after interviewing witnesses, Ferret decided to go to finally go and find the vampire for himself because he wanted to fuck him. I'm pr- dude, he wanted to fuck this vampire something fierce. Take me to your cave. I want to be at your Take me to your lair. (laughs) Take me to your crypt. That way we can spoon. Show me your coffin. (laughs) I feel like that's an innuendo. So, of course, at midnight, (sighs) one night in 1969, he... Has to be midnight. Or later, I would think. 3 a.m., the witching hour. So, in 1969... That's for ghosts. So, at midnight, one night in 1969, he entered the cemetery. 
and caught out of the corner of his eye, of course, because you can't see it straight on. Because it has out to be the corner of his already. eye. He caught the figure, which was around seven feet tall with red eyes. Quote, at first it was so real I thought it was somebody dressed up as a vampire, but the area turned icy cold as if I stepped into a refrigerator. <laughs> it was so cold I stepped into a refrigerator. <laughs> I may have caught a sniffle from the cold. More, more important, still, the figure seemed to be draining me of energy. I seemed to be losing control of my faculties. And he was probably rock fucking hard because Seriously, he saw a guys, vampire. I saw a vampire and I literally shit and pissed and came myself. I could <laughs> Not in that order. <laughs> I could literally go to the doctor's office and give him my underwear and they could get all the samples they would ever he- need. He was so hot. I mean, he was so scary. Okay, we got to turn this into a drinking game because he was a dreamboat. <laughs> we got to. We have. We've got to. We've got to turn finger quotes into a drinking game. So go back and take like two shots right now. Seriously, guys, he's a dreamboat. He also said, "Quote," and I was under intense psychic attack. Oh, this I'm sure he was. I put Dude, this all in my spank bank for later. Yes. <laughs> so he was under intense. I put it under V. Guess why? For virgin. For very awesome. <laughs> so he also said he was, quote, under intense psychic attack by the monster, but he recited a Kabbalistic invocation that repelled the bloodsucker. Okay, what Street. the fuck is Kabbalistic? Oh, yes. I think oh, yes. that's like... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, the Kabbalah, I think, is like a Jewish uh, cult kind of thing book. It's that bullshit that Madonna does. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh. Wait, what did it say? What was it again? Uh, it, it's from Kabbalah, but it's a ka- uh, Kabbalistic invocation. Oh, Kabbalistic. So they're yeah. probably referencing Kabbalah from Mortal Kombat. The guy with and, the fucking hook knives. Yeah. Yes. They're called, and uh, like Kabbalistic means that he was swinging his swords like a crazy lunatic. And when he takes his mask off, he screams. So like cannibalistic. So he scares the soul out of him when he eats the soul when it comes out. Boom. I connected dots. Boom. Roasted. Oh, so <laughs> it was basically some Hasidic and uh, not. I was I Mishenic not. Hebrew. Like I said, it's thing. it's Jewish cult stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Fuck sure. it. This is huge. Uh, during his research, he found that the tall figure wearing a hat had been seen walking through the wall of the cemetery. He also claims Okay, this is where I got confused because he also claims but admits that he has no proof at all that the graveyard is built on ley lines and is the former site of a castle. So, guys, guys, you just have to trust me on this one. Yeah, it's, it's guesswork with a fucking terrible haircut. You got it. Well, man. So he then proceeds to talk for like five minutes about everything else that stands on this ley line, including a home for unwed mothers from the 13th century. Okay. A pub from the same time. Oh, nice. A, it's a pub that I'm uh, that judging from the way he randomly stops talking and stares into the camera. I reckon he'd spent more than a night or two in himself because he'll be talking. And then then there's a vampire and. That's too much LSD. Yeah, he just fucking stops and stares into the camera like it, like you know, he like he knows it or something. Like, oh, I know you. Do I know you? No, man, that's ah. too much LSD. He's just tripping balls, and dude, he kind of forgot what he's doing. He's on fucking something, man. So he goes on to say that a tall, dark figure that has been seen in all of these locations on the ley line. And okay, I'm sorry. He goes on to say that the tall, dark figure has been seen in all of these locations on the ley line, and that clocks stop in every single one of these buildings. Really? Just randomly, just boop, clocks will stop. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, bad electricity. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> At this point in time, I'd like to say I couldn't find much on David Ferrant's early life, but as I type thing, uh, as I type, uh, as I type this up, he also mentioned that in the cemetery, 
he uh, he and his team found the site uh, found a site used by again here we go finger quotes professional Satanists. I hate amateur Satanists. Yeah, me too. Fucking go pro. God damn it. You got like 12 Satans under your belt. Just go pro already. Fucking loser. And I I was kind of like at this point in time watching this thing, I was kind of like starting to like fucking space out and I could feel myself glaze over. And as soon as he said professional Satanists, I was like, hmm, what? Opposed to unprofessional. I'm interested again. They claim to have found burned black candles, satanic markings on the floor of tombs, and a tomb with stained glass windows with a pentagram on the floor. <gasps> a pentagram. Hey, I got a pentagram in the back of my leg. It also had the signs of the moon, Saturn, and Mars, which he claims are very potent combinations for these rituals. Okay? Because he's an amateur wicket enthusiast and a professional Satanist hunter. He knows these things. <sighs> Pretty sure he's just a fucking idiot. So... I'm not going to attack anybody's beliefs, but, you know, if, you know, people that want to do the satanic worship and witchcraft and stuff, this guy's, this guy's a fucking fruitcake, you know, do your thing. But this guy is a fucking wacko. Let's just separate Wicca and they're two different things. I actually do like Wicca. There's people that I know that follow that belief system that are really super cool and very, very awesome about it because, you know, it's. An old sense of power, and it gives him some sort of like comfort and belief. But this guy sounds like a total tool. Like he's just like, see this shirt? I got this at the store, and I painted this little symbol. It means I do this. He's the kind of guy that I think would just like just to do it, just to say he brags about it. Like, no, I, I could see this guy wearing like a button-up shirt and having like the top two buttons undone with no chest hair, and just being like, look at that. With a it's, like a gaudy, it's like a child, like a <laughs> like a gaudy gold Ugh. chain. And actually, speaking of like, wicked, I've met. Two people when I worked for another when I worked for uh, the pest control company I worked for that were openly just like they would talk to me about it. They were Satanists and they were the nicest people you'll ever meet. Yeah, because a lot of times they are. It's only because the thing is with Satanism is it's just like just, you know, I'm going to do my thing. You leave me alone and I'll you do yours, whatever. Cool. But no, but the thing is, Satanists and Wiccan are two totally yeah, different exactly, things. Exactly. But he's he's lumping them together because oh, he's th- fucking stupid. <laughs> well, yeah, what I'm saying is I know people that have an altar, a Wiccan altar into their house. And they are some of the nicest people I've ever talked to. And we actually have religious conversations about the the difference of them to Druidism and all those other things. Well, you want to hear some more interesting shit, though? Uh, no, I want to keep talking about this douchebag. <sighs> oh, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Because <laughs> I'm actually want to, I want to make fun of him too more. He also says that in the same tomb, there was a marble bust that they were using to communicate with the devil himself. They were talking to Satan through a marble fucking head. Well, that's what, you know, Batman used to do. Ugh. He had that head that, you know, lift open and push a little red button. Boom. Back so, cave. So he goes on to say that the vampire hadn't been there until after the Satanists started their shit. Even though like 10 minutes beforehand in the thing, he said that the shadowy creature has been there for literally hundreds of years before the cemetery and along the ley lines. Listen, so there's that's that. That's not what I said. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. did not listen to Have another to fucking me. pint, Dave. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you clearly did not hear what I had to say. The problem is he doesn't even talk like that. He sounds like he's like a very like well, you know, well to do astute and, British man, smart. He's a fucking okay, David Ike, but with vampires. Who's David Ike? He's the weird like reptilian, like you know, lizards control the you know the the Earth guy. He's a fucking Fruit Loop too. I'll, we'll do an episode on him. <laughs> uh, okay, so he and his team performed a seance to try and communicate with whatever it was. They entered the cemetery late one night with a medium. (laughs) 
They drew circles on the ground and placed candles and water around the circles. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm feeling that... No, no, don't don't even start with a medium, because it's way more interesting than anything you're going to say, believe me. It's fucking wild. Okay. Is it like that Long Island uh, medium lady with that six inches of no, like, no bangs? D- just, just let me, just let oh, me get no, into no, it here. No. There is, there was a show that was on. Uh, I can't remember the. Oh, fuck it was channel on Travel was. Channel. Yes, with with some fucking mediums that they were British. And they used to go into the places and. Oh, I feel the boy. Do you feel that, Johnny? Roger. Yes. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, like I said, they place candles and waters or water around the outside, waters. like little bowls of water and stuff around the outside of the circle. They had to, but at this point in time, they had to abandon the ceremony due to media attention. Oh, well, you can't do this with a fucking audience. Duh. Duh. They might find out we're frauds. The devil's a really shy guy. That's why he only comes at you one at a time. Not in a large group. That's why it never happens in groups. But they would not be stopped. Good. They performed us. Successful ceremony, finger quotes, successful ceremony, one year to the day later, but it had disastrous results. Oh, dun, dun, shit. Dun. They went back with the same team, the same medium, everybody. The medium decided to stand in the summoning circle, which I, again, did the research on it beforehand, which mm-hmm. is the area where the who's a what's it would be summoned to. Okay. Yeah. So the medium told you that the medium touched her throat and said the area turned cold and she, and was, she was being enveloped by a blackness. It was being strangled. Oh, golly. Yeah. So. What was the safe word? I, I don't fucking know. I don't think she had one. I think she was a freak. Kalima. Kalima. I was actually oh, watching oh. this weekend. Let's talk about something else fun, huh? He got arrested in 1973. For what? <laughs> Indecent exposure? No, it's even better than that. When London police found Ferrant. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> When London police found David Ferrant naked beside a plate of glowing embers in an abandoned house in 1973, he told them he was conducting a a Wiccan ceremony to rid the place of hauntings. He was hauled before a judge and jury. He was exonerated and let go with a warning. Fair enough. Okay, well, you know, he did his job. Right. Police detectives kind of, quote unquote, roughly interrogated a friend of his. So, in response, he mailed them voodoo dolls with threatening messages attached to them. <laughs> I told you, we're not even done with him yet. We haven't even started the other guy. Wow. But wait. There's more. There's more. <laughs> A few months later, he was back in court, this time suspected of grave desecration, after the police discovered a headless corpse propped in the front seat of a local resident's car. Someone later came forward and admitted that they'd put the car in the put the body in the car as a joke, but thanks to some photos of vandalized graves found in his possession, David Ferrant was found guilty of damaging Highgate sending, Cemetery and sending voodoo dolls to the authorities. The I can't even formulate like any kind of jokes at all because this is just too good. It makes fun of However, itself. However, <laughs> it's one of those things like this is somebody whose parents told him like, oh, it was either one or two things. He was able to do whatever he wants, and he was a special child, and his mom and dad were like, you can be whatever you want. You know what I'm going to be when I grow up? A fucking weirdo vampire hunter. (laughs) Or they were the type that you, like, pretty much berated him left, right, and center, and never let him, like, have anything. So his creativity and ADD and all this stuff ran wild because he was never given the truly attention because all they wanted to do was go to the pub and drink. I feel like it was the first one, though. Uh, I almost (laughs) feel that it was a split between the two where... The parents were kooks themselves. Just saying. That's possible. <laughs> so, due to all of this shit, the sending voodoo dolls and desecrating a cemetery, 
He wasn't desecrating it. He was liberating the body for <laughs> an extraction of evil spirits. So exactly. thus, he used it as a tool. Hellboy used it in the first movie. But Hellboy's a goddamn hero. David Ferrant's a creep that looks like... He, he is a hero. He, he looks he, like a human weasel. He was saving people one graveyard masturbation at a time. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, win. So the judge sentenced him to more than four years in prison. Ferrant then admitted to sending the voodoo dolls, but insisted the vandalism and desecration was caused by, of course, the Satanist, not him. Well, yeah, they're trying to, you know, <laughs> they're trying to bury his credibility Ooh. because they they know he's on to them. Okay, you guys ready for this? Because we are going to meet our challenger. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> And in this corner, fighting out of the still a giant fucking nerd corner, player two, his full title, the right reverend of something or other church that I couldn't catch because he was talking too fast, quote unquote, Bishop Sean Manchester, Manchester, the right reverend Bishop Sean Manchester, put that on a motherfucking business card. I dare you, Manchester. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He also works as part of the quote unquote ministry of exorcism. Okay, I don't so, see that's yeah. why it's quote unquote the, because they're, they're like amateur the demons. They, because they are not sanctioned, they are amateur exorcists. <laughs> okay. Hey, sometimes the church doesn't approve of the extreme measures that they have to do. Okay, and hold on. I have to give this guy credit even though he does wear the weird like crazy ass pope hat and stuff. He's got some bad motherfucking sideburns. Like they come down to just below the ear and then they come straight out uh, on his cheek. Whoa. Deeming demon hunting no, sideburns. No. Dude. Uh Ah, uh, WCW Lash Larue, except they don't hook up Whoa. on the end. Yeah, yeah, like L shape. Yeah, grab a shovel and dig that one up. <sighs> <laughs> so at this point in time, after hearing all these titles, From Louisiana, I can literally hear women fainting and you know panties dropping and stuff. Dude, all I think I'm gonna titles. need a sponge because this fucking badass. The Wait, thing, <laughs> badass or fat ass. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Got it. <laughs> so the thing I watched on YouTube uh, with him, he kept saying, quote, the V word instead of vampire, which really kind of pissed we don't, me off. We don't say vampire around yeah. here. We say the V if word. If you give credence to it, it's it becomes more real. But when you... No, no, no. No, 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 no. When you say the V word, to me, that almost puts it in the same category as, as the N word, where it's like you just don't say this well. word in public because you'll get yelled at. We don't say vagina. So we say cunt. <laughs> Axe wound. Okay, so let's let's start here. Okay. Sean Manchester's vampire knowledge seems to be based solely on Bram Stoker's classic Dracula and other works of fiction. Okay, that's not that bad, though. A lot of things, you know, take inspiration and... So did Bram Stoker. Here, here, no, 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 here's the thing. When you're going to call yourself a vampire expert, but you base all of it on a fictional vampire and not actually doing research on anything... Like, all oh, this shit's fiction. Bro. Oh no, no, hold on though. But because as as he goes into all this stuff, fucking Bram Stoker's family probably could have sued him for defamation of character because he basically goes word for word like the the vampire is actually a quote king vampire that was brought here by a noble from uh, from Transylvania, you know, and he probably looked like an Italian, you know, Bella Lugosi looking kind of guy. Oh, because all you know, yeah, they- because all of his knowledge of vampires is based on. Fiction. Fiction. <laughs> well, it's hard to create an original thought when everything but, you know is on fiction. And but people no, know like, the, if you're going to if you're going to call yourself a vampire expert, but you're basing it off of like different cultures, folklore. Sure. Dude, I like to think I'm a taco expert. But let's be honest. The only real things I know about tacos is tortilla, meat and 
some sort of veg and cheese. So you've never had a real taco then? I've had real tacos. Okay. I've also had real tacos. tacos don't fold up. They're just on a plate. Dude, that's a tostada. No, that's that's a that's a Mexican taco. They're fucking amazing. It's all the same shit. You just don't roll it up. You just eat it. No, a tostada is where it's flat and that's what and, we call it. No, that's what it's called. Look it up. Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I, don't look at me. I'm staying the fuck out of this. Seriously, I will download a G20 app on my okay, phone. Okay, hold on, no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me get this. going here. So, he's also the founder and president of the Vampire Research Society. Okay. The society claims, quote, the supernatural vampire of folklore, as defined in dictionaries, encyclopedias, and nonfiction works, is the matter of the society's research and pursuit. So I use a lot of big filler words. Right. So the way I take this is to say, in my own words, quote, we don't research vampires. We research movies and books about vampires. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you do know when you watch, like, when you look at, like, or, you know, seen the movie Men in Black, when they talk about, like, the, the, the garbage magazines by when you check out, that's all real news. That's true. You think it's fake, but it's real news. Mm-hmm. So Manchester... They wouldn't lie. So Manchester has written several books, including some vampire fiction, and I'm going to put in here in parentheses, it's possibly his, some sexy vampire fanfic stuff. It's historical fiction, because he doesn't write fiction. It's not even Whoa. historical fiction. It's just stupid bullshit. <laughs> Whoa. So, so in, he wrote Twilight. In his first book. <laughs> Got it. In oh. his first book, The High the Highgate Vampire, Okay. and I've changed his title because it sounded more fun to me lieutenant reverend general bishop manchester <laughs> okay that is yeah, that, yep, yep, yep. claims to have tracked a vampire to its lair and watched it transform into a giant spider and he then staked it through the heart and set it ablaze with gasoline and a match what yeah this yeah, guy you can't burn it with gasoline this okay so it's gotta be the tears on, of hold, virgins right so i mean so his last name he clearly changed his last name from belmont Castlevania reference. Thank you. I got it. Fucking A. I would high five you, but I'm playing Tetris. So he's not done there. In his next book, From Satan to Christ, he supposedly infiltrated a loathsome cult of, uh, forgive me, quote unquote, loathsome cult. Thank of, you. Of demon worshiping Satanists, where he exposed the group and their practices to the world via, quote unquote, sensual photographic evidence. Ooh, sensual. So he basically took pictures of people fucking in a car, I'm guessing. <laughs> It was like, ah, well, I got you, you demon bastards. Click, 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 click. And he's well, just when, fucking yanking Pud with the other hand. Well, when they are, when he's taking pictures of these demons doing their naughty business, <sighs> they are technically draining the souls from each other. Oh, he was draining something. <laughs> no, no, they were. They so were. clean up aisle him. The the weird part here is he rescued an innocent young woman. <laughs> wait, wait, you tell me that all, all, all this stuff. It gets way weird? fucking wild here because wow. he okay. he rescued an innocent young woman mm-hmm. who looks a whole lot like his present day wife. Oh yeah. Well, so either yeah, this whole bullshit is made movies. up. It, either this is all made up, and he just took pictures of his wife naked on the couch or something, or he went in, he bitch slapped a bunch of demon worshiping Satanist and like fucking. Luke Skywalkered his ass out of there with like the chick on him and just like No, he was looking through the window going He, he like, was looking through somebody's window beating off with no, a Polaroid. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. He, no. Yes. No. Yes. No. He saved that woman and because of him being a man and chivalry is not dead and also due to the fact that everybody knows when you save somebody's life the 
the endorphins get released and sexual things happen. We've seen it in movies, so, like documentaries. I guess we People know, get uh, married, and then when they get married, they take pictures, and there's naughty stuff, and it gets released, and this guy is a hero. I guess we know whose corner he's in. Yeah, just because I feel like being an asshole this episode. Listen, his, <laughs> cherry ice cream's real. His chivalry went up by plus 15. Uh, no, 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 no! It didn't because he rolled a two on his initiative. Yeah, so. yeah. It, it, <laughs> don't don't speak D and D if you don't know. Charisma so, didn't go up either. Oh, dude, his fucking charisma is like a negative thirty. No, his but, charisma's got to be going through the roof if you think about it because he's get letting people are subscribing to this bullshit. But okay, now, his sneak then went up. Now that no. got in there. now that we have the tail of the tape, let's go down to our team at ringside <laughs> and watch this nerdy ass fight. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's watch this nerdy-ass nerd fight. Our battle begins with two strange and contradictory tales of the supernatural. Okay. And they attacked each other mercilessly. I would love to watch them because I would just imagine it'd be like those two like... fights, hair pulling, and throwing Kleenex at each other with beanbags. Like the two scrawny kids you go to high school with that just fucking slap fight each other. Because let's be honest here. These guys are fucking nerds. Oh, and you know there was hair pulling, right? I don't know about hair pulling. There was hair pulling. There might have been a fish hooking and an oil checking, but <laughs> <laughs> you, you check the oil, then you fish hook them with the same one. Oof. You get double points. Yeah, it's called it's called a rusty fish hook. Okay, go. So Manchester and Farron each claim to tell the, quote, real story of the Highgate vampire and essentially accuse each other of being frauds. This may stem from the fact that Manchester claims the title of bishop and Farron claims the title of, quote, occultist or quote high priest of wicca so yeah <laughs> oh, or duke of douchery oh god duke 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 of douche duke. <laughs> i knew where you were going i was picking up your laying down or it may be a simple maybe simply a dick measuring contest between two highly competitive fucking weirdos he this is really what <clears throat> happened i did this and i did this oh yeah bro i did this so when Manchester founded his British Occult Society. Ferrant launched his own British Psychic and Occult Society. Because Listen, fuck the, you, I put another word in it. Yeah, mine's so, better than Mine's yours. better. You can fuck yourself. You guys are just assholes. Okay. When Manchester published The Highgate Vampire, Ferrant countered with his Beyond the Highgate Vampire. Well, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a more in-depth. In the late 1970s, Manchester publicly challenged Ferrant to a series of... <laughs> qu- Hold on. He publicly challenged Ferrant to a series of, quote, duels, some with swords and some with fucking magic. All right. I, I'm game. Not, not not our kind of magic. Magic with a K. Yeah, I'm game. I'm so already getting like, Where do I have to go? I'm ready to get up. Fireball. <laughs> Casting spells on each other like a bunch of fucking weirdos. If you want to know how to properly Same. throw spells, Boom. you actually don't say the... Uh, English Americanized word of it, flaming orb. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, dude, fucking be creative. The best part about these whole these whole thing with the duels. So the best part about these these duels. Yeah, they were advertised around London London with flyers. <laughs> this is like the best. This, this is, is like hyping up for Renfair battles like scene. Dude, this is like Mike Tyson versus Evander Holyfield if they weighed like 110 pounds each and didn't know how to fight. This is fucking. Awesome. I would pay to watch these two cast spells at each other. You can't use that. That's a, it's a legal move. That would, you can't. You can't. No, no, you can't wait, wait. do that. They hit you. No, it didn't. I got out of the way. They hit you. No, it didn't. Wait, wait, wait. I got a really funny It'll thing. It'll hit my hand. I'm fine. <laughs> I actually started thinking about this. Like, if they actually had, like, physical representations of their spells, 
and they're like literally screaming and yelling at each other and you know there's always that one guy that has the beanbag thing yep and he hucks it but he can't throw like a man it's like all like it's like trying to throw it offhanded it's like throwing all wrist and it actually hits the other dude in the nuts (laughs) (laughs) i liked i I like to think that they each had one of those quarterback like wrist things where you have all the plays and stuff on it so you can just be like they're standing there all like fucking tough and shit and he like rolls his sleeve up and he's like flipping through pages and he's like yeah that one that one hey fucking done buddy (laughs) hey hey, ferentz do you have eye of yeah geico 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 it's gecko, douche. Oh, do you have Oh, gecko? shit, I'm sweating. I, it's melting. Oh, God. That would be me. That would be in a magic fight. I'd write it on my arm. You get the people walking by going, what Oh, my God. Fuck? What? We have not referenced the most, you know, mythological f- book of all time. What's that? The Necronomicon. Because the Necronomicon doesn't have anything to do with this one, unfortunately. But imagine if one of them had it and they had to do that whole speech of... The Klaatu <laughs> Verata. <laughs> Necktie. Necktie. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. It would work. So these, all these duels and shit that that challenged each other to were, that kind of took place before Manchester became, quote, the bishop. So. And none of them ever probably ever happened because they always, well, listen, what, do you you actually have the duel? Oh, no, I had, uh, see, a thing, I I had to go because we had to do. You're lucky that this table's holding me back. This table's holding me back right now. I'm not going anywhere. This table's holding me. Why can't we fight, bro? My IBS is acting up. I can't do it. Yeah. Oh, I lost my magical uh, breathing apparatus. Your inhaler? Yeah, yep. I don't know where it is, bro. <laughs> if you want me at my best, I need to have... This at my best. Listen, I had to go because there was a shot. We had a vampire sighting. I had to go to it. I'm sorry. Dude, I couldn't make it. Why? I have money for a cab. My account overdrafted. <laughs> Uh, my mom won't. Um, my mom won't let me go. Why? I didn't do my laundry. I, left. I didn't. I didn't uh, finish. I didn't finish cleaning my room. Apparently, leaving you know cat pee on your floor is bad. I didn't, I didn't, Even if it's I for didn't, a ritual, like I didn't mom, know that. Like, listen, we were raiding last night. Okay. God, that's a that's way nerdier than these guys, dude. You don't talk destiny on this. Come on, get real. No, I was talking World of Warcraft. But Same difference. Okay. Same difference. Don't do that to me. <laughs> So, I played World of Warcraft for like a month. I was a Torok, one of those bull things. I carried around a fucking log at hammer thing. I hit one thing. I was like, this is the dumbest game ever. Yeah. I'm not smart. So today, Lieutenant Colonel Pope Bishop III, Sean Manchester, maintains numerous blogs devoted to vilifying David Ferrant and calling him a, quote, interloper, <laughs> <laughs> suffering from, quote, narcissistic personality disorders. Well, yeah, that dude doesn't have nearly as many adjectives. These are often illustrated with photoshopped images and oil paintings that depict Ferrant as a demon. Wait, wait, oil paintings? Yeah. Dude, that guy has a <laughs> massive budget for that shit. In return, David Ferrant is involved in the distribution of a series of comic books called The Adventures of Bishop Bonkers. I'm on it. I'm signed well, up for this. As well as a line of Bishop Bonkers merchandise, such as t-shirts, drinking glasses, and mugs. I know how that man is doing his oil paintings. He goes to a fast food joint or a chip shop, takes the excess oil, and just draws on the wall. Yeah. And when he needs brown, he just uses his poo. Yeah, he needs <laughs> yellow. Well, he'll just keep drinking it. Because you know that you, man's you not drinking you water. You can't use pee because pee works like an invisible ink. you got to heat it up and you can read it. Yeah, that's when you burn the edges. Like when you were a kid and you decided to make a map, you take some paper and you get it wet and you roll it up and then you let it dry out. and then you. So what you're trying to say is that, that Bob Ross would come out and Do smack not... him the fuck out. 
to like just beat the fuck out of him. No, like, Bob Ross wouldn't even hit him. He'd just walk away. No, because Bob Ross was a CIA assassin. He could kill him from fucking Northern Ireland. <laughs> and let's be honest, Bob Ross wouldn't do anything to them. For the simple fact of you just look at him and be like, hmm. We're, we're going to drop hmm. a couple happy little carpet bombs hmm. on this part of London. You know you know, well, you know, what we need to do with them? <laughs> and just beat the devil out of them. That's all Bob Ross would do with them. He'd okay. beat the devil out of them. So we yeah. got, I've got some more fun facts about these guys. And it doesn't get any fucking less exciting. Let's talk about some more crazy shit about Lord Detective Pope Manchester. Bishop Manchester seems to have How a... How many names does this guy have? Oh, dude, I came up with a bunch of them. Wait, you came up with these? I thought he yeah. came up with these. No, he's he's the right reverend of the old Catholic church bishop. What about Sean the left Manchester. reverend? What? Who's the left reverend? I don't know. Does he always have to stand on the right side? I think so. And he can so only he's turn, a right twix guy. He, he can only turn right. Oh, so, it's only, so he can't let loose blue steel. No. So Bishop Manchester seems to have a somewhat turbulent relationship, and that's uh, putting it lightly, with British TV and radio having made at least three complaints to the UK communications regulators, all of them revolving around the matter. Oh, I'm sorry. All of them revolving around the matter of how he should be described. Oh, so two complaints made against radio stations in 2002 were upheld in part in first, his grace did not like the fact that he was not addressed as Bishop during an interview. (laughs) And the second, he complained about being referred to as a quote, self-styled Bishop of what he calls the old Catholic church. The regulators decided. Regulators. Oh, they mount up. They didn't mount up. They fucking bitched out because the regulators decided he was a bishop in each case. The third complaint made in 2006 was in respect of the Highgate vampire hunters, including Manchester, being referred to on Channel Four programs as "quote 1970s weirdos" <laughs> and other things. Uh, Ofcom, which is some kind of a some British. TV daily mm-hmm. uh, who were handling the complaint ultimately decided in this case that calling him a 1970s weirdo was a fair comment. Okay, good. <laughs> They're so forthright up there. Or, or I mean, not up there, over there, sorry. In, in part of their weirdo judgment, Ofcom stated, Bishop Manchester has not denied that he had, in the past, carried out an exorcism and he was published describing the traditional method of dispatching a vampire as being to drive a stake through its heart before beheading it and incinerating the remains. And Bishop Manchester had himself claimed in his own book to have, violent, to have violently dispatched the Highgate vampire by tracking it down, kicking, quote, the lid off the coffin, driving a, quote, stake through the creature's heart and, quote, burning the remains. End quote. Yes. There's a lot of quotes there. So, like I said... Start fucking drinking. You are going to be drunk and dumb by the end of this one. Well, I'm already dumb, so we're already halfway there. So if we follow Ofcom's decision, which His Grace has elsewhere encouraged us to do, there is no doubt that he is a bishop and a weirdo. Well, there is some doubt that he is a bishop. Uh, oh, hold on. Did I forget to mention he's got a motherfucking Nazi room in his house? Oh, okay. <laughs> Just when you thought I was going this way? I fucking just stomped the gas and cranked it hard right. He's got a fucking Nazi room. What do you mean by Nazi room? In 2012, a man named Kevin Chessman published a photo of a room in Manchester's home, which he described as a, quote, I'm sorry, which he described as, quote, a massed amount of Nazi paraphernalia, framed photographs of goose-stepping Nazis and German officers giving the Hitler salute, swastikas on the walls, and most strikingly, an autographed photo of Adolf Hitler. I threw in the autograph part because I just wanted to make it sound cooler. 
Chessman was a former friend of Manchester, says he was photographed in the room by the bishop's wife as a form of blackmail insurance. Manchester has issued a, a counter blog claiming that his, quote, historical military collecting hobby had been misinterpreted and vilified Chessman as, quote, the real Nazi. He hunts vampires. He's got Nazi shit, but he also hunts Nazis. But he also, you know, the Nazis were supposedly huge about the occult. So if anything, he has to know the mind of them. Got to get in their mind and know more about the occult because once he knows them and knows the occult connections. I, I see where you're going here. Actually, I was just being a smart ass because no, no, Nazis. you're onto something. But now. like in all seriousness, <laughs> though, like a lot of times people would put themselves in the mind of their prey. So, so he really wasn't a weirdo. <laughs> no, he is a weirdo. This is the kind of guy that would make his wife get dressed up like Hitler and peg him. <laughs> With a pineapple. No, just like a really, really big rubber dick. Be, no, I was going boring. by Little Nicky. Either way. I was going Little Nicky <laughs> reference there. So I've got a couple of last little fun bits about our buddy David Ferrant. Hopefully they're all true. I, oh, dude. Ferrant has a habit of declaring thema... Oh, Jesus. Spell it out. Thaumaturgical war. Okay. Thermoturd Th- nope. war. Thaumaturgery is the capability of a magician or a saint to work magic or miracles. Did the research for us again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just picking on you for not being able to say it. But he declares war on anyone who disagrees with him, including people he's never met who wrote letters to pagan news to pagan newspapers disagreeing with him. So that means that we're fucked. He's going to write letters to us once he hears he, this. He declares... Technically, I could be on his... No, not on his side at all. He declares fucking jihad on everyone who thinks he's a weirdo. So he's got a lot of... What about if they think he's a fucking lunatic? I think you're still an enemy of the state at that point. What about if I think he is an oddball? Enemy of the state. Nut job. Same. Screw loose. Uh, Same to both. (laughs) What about if I think he is a soulless virgin? That one might make him cry. (laughs) (laughs) The only sex he's ever had is with day-old mashed potatoes. The only sex he's ever had is with his own fist. Or his couch. That's why there's that one weird spot. So here is probably the coolest fucking thing about this whole thing. This whole thing's been cool. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I love this episode. In 2012, David Ferrant sought to turn a private estate in Yorkshire, reputed to be the site of Robin Hood's grave, in parentheses here I put, where he claims to have had exercised evil spirits years earlier. Okay. He wants to turn this into a paranormal tourist attraction. Sketches posted to his blog reveal plans to move the grave, guaranteed to stir up some of those restless spirits again, to make way for an IMAX theater, a restaurant, and a fucking golf course on the property. So he wants to create. He's making the ultimate training compound. He's trying to create zombie Robin Hood fucking Disneyland he, with a golf course. No, you use the golf course because what that does is that helps with the hand-eye coordination to be able to pick your shots and know how to aim right. The IMAX gets you ready because then now we have three dimensions coming at you. So though you're used to coming at you in loud noises. And what was the other part? I got the IMAX. A restaurant. And a restaurant. So that way you know you need nourishment to keep your strength up and keep your power and keep your constitution high. By restaurant, does he actually mean mess hall? Well, yeah, because think think about it. If you're in the field, you're not always going to be eating fine dining, you know, fancy eating and whatnot. Because you're going to have to eat whatever's on the fly. We all know if you're hunting vampires, you're in old castles and you have to smash walls and eat turkey out of the fucking walls or else you die. Diablo reference. Castlevania, actually. Both. Anyway. So what he's doing, he's creating an epic level training compound. We're all going. So anyway, that's all I've got on this crazy, stupid bullshit. 
And so, I had a lot of fun researching it. So Thank you for letting me. Essentially, what we've established <laughs> here is that we have two guys who have had way too much free time mm-hmm. who took fiction and pressed so hard into their psyche that it's believable and real. And instead of working together, they decided to go solo and talk shit with each other, but threatened to have a magic physical short fight. Yes. I've yet to do it. One makes comic books. The other one makes oil paintings. And for all intents and purposes, I love it. So this is what happens when you take mental illness. I don't know if it's mental illness. Hold on. No, no. Hear me out. You You take a slight amount of mental illness. You put it in a bowl. And then, you, of course, you have to dry mix in the religion part of it because you have to put the, those two ingredients going dry. Okay. Then you get those two mixed together. You know, you know, you get it going, you get it going. And then you throw in crazy bullshit on top of it because you have to, you, you, know, you crack your crazy bullshit and you put it in there and then you mix it all up. And then you squeeze it all together and you get a diamond of dumb horse shit. And that's exactly what this was. I'm not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoyed this because I. Fan- fucking tastic i wanted to talk shit about it but I, like hearing you, some of the, hearing you, some of this stuff is actually like it's been way too much fun to fight for it because i was like i want to i'm not tearing this apart you because can't I can't make fun of it it does it itself yeah it's literally <laughs> like you're looking at it like oh i should really be rude no so i what i want to do I here find reasons why they do this what i want to do here is i want to take the four biggest <sighs> fucking dorks that we've talked about on this show so far I want to take Sean Manchester and David Ferrant and put them in a tag team, okay? They would never work together. Hold on. Oh, and then I damn. want to take Luke Jure and Joseph DeMombro from our our uh, Solar Temple episode and put them in a tag team and see who are the better fucking slap fighters. Because DeMombro. those guys because those guys DeMombro, were giant fucking nerds DeMombro. too. Wins. Yeah. He's got to get his dick out of whatever first it's off, in first. Actually, what would happen is DeMombro would recruit those two motherfuckers into the cult. Or he but, would pick the strong one of the two, the one that wants to have the zombie golf course, because he's like, dude, I love mini golf. Who does not love mini golf? But what happens if they didn't take and they just tried to fucking magic fight each other? That would be fucking excellent. Can we disagree right now? I really want to go play magic right now. Like, itching. Yeah, but this this is not the kind of magic I want to play. This I is- want to do this. I want to go to a LARP <laughs> festival like right now. Like, I have an urge to go LARPing and I have an urge to go play some D&D or Pathfinder or Vampire Masquerade. I just I don't care. I want to go. I want to fly to London and I want to find these guys and just like knock on their door and have one of them open their door and just point and laugh at them and then walk away. <laughs> you know what I would want to do? I want to just look at them, give them a big old hug, and be like, mm, mm, "I'm eating your sadness and your despair. This is delicious." I'm sorry, your parents didn't care about you when you were a baby. <laughs> or you actually, fucking nerd. You know, it would be a lot of fun. Make friends with these guys. Like one of us makes friends with them, the other one makes friends with the other guy, and one of them just tries to be like, "We gotta get this guy on our team. He's really good." And then we play him off, and then we just take all their cool stuff. Even better, you do it like blind date style. Be like, "No, no, no. We're gonna go to dinner. It's my my buddy Seth, and he's got what his other friend here." And oh. then you sit you sit down at a restaurant, and you walk in, and fucking like Manchester's just like his sta- back. His back's got to be to the door, so he doesn't know it's till it's too late. No, 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 no. David Ferrant's sitting down having a nice glass of fucking Chianti with it, you know. And no, you guys he, are you guys are talking vampires he's and shit. Juice. No, he's probably drinking some shitty wine. Like, he's got some, like, Mad Dog 20 or something. Dude, Mad Dog 20's a wrestler. No, Mad Dog 2020. It's old fucking nasty wine. Mad Dog 20 was Matt Cross. He was a wrestler. Yeah, where do you think he got it from? From uh, shitty old wine. Okay. Interesting. Let's clear you it up. You taught me something new about wrestling. Let's clear it up. Boone's Farm. Okay? Like, got it. 
like watermelon Boone's Farm, like the oh. shit that looks like antifreeze, okay? No, not that. So hold on. He's sitting there drinking it. Wine and then, cooler. Oh, classy bitch. Yeah, pinky <laughs> out and everything. So he's sitting Let's there drinking wine some. coolers with you. Okay, you know? okay. And you've got, um, your, you've got your back to us, okay? Strawberry watermelon. And We're both me, drinking that, bubblegum style. Okay. Me and fucking the Lieutenant Detective David fucking, I'm sorry. Glug, glug. Lieutenant glug, Colonel glug. fucking uh, Major General Bishop okay. Manchester. So I'm and looking I over Wyatt's shoulder. He's on my left side. No. He's on the inside of the booth, so he can't go anywhere. No, he's sitting. So he's facing you. Your back's to us. And he goes to take a sip real slow, okay? And he looks up and he goes, and they both just stop and they squint and they look at each other and they just both at the same time go, you. No, you know what? And I then they fucking slap fight each other over the table. And you we know, just no, sit there and laugh no. and eat food. What we got to do is we do it differently. Same setup, except for he, we're going to sit on the same side. He and me are going to sit on the same side. Why? Got to have Ferentz because I like his style. He's crazy. But I want bastard. What man <laughs> What man leaves? So who run Denny's town? <laughs> Waitress run Denny's town. Okay, so listen to me. Follow me on this one. I'm sitting. We're sitting in a booth. He's sitting to the window wall side. I'm sitting on the outside. I'm a big dude. He ain't gonna move me. Let's be honest. I'm big. So we're sitting. We're drinking a wine coolers. We're clinking. We're like, clink, bro, friends. We're making friends. We're being cool guys. And then I hear you say, "Hey, Seth." I'm like, "Hey, Kev, we're over here. Come over here, bro." And he's too busy drinking his wine coolers. I gave him a couple. You know, he drinks one and a half of them, and he's tipped. He is tipsy. He fucking smells the cap and he's done. Gone. And then all of a sudden. Please pause. That's for you, Justin. And then all of a sudden, your boy and you come around the corner and you sit at. Oh, hold on, hold on here. He's not my boy. I just picked him up at the bus stop. No, we're going your boy for right now. I yeah, get friends with this weirdo. No, you. his mom dropped him off. That's true, yeah. His mom In dropped him off. In the station wagon, yeah. yeah. And we have to hang out until she comes back at like 11 after the movies. <laughs> do you need a ride home or do you just want me to call your mom? No, no, no. Bring me home. That'd be way cooler. We can talk in the car. Nah, fucking weirdo. <laughs> but no, think about it. Then all of a sudden it comes no, around. And then wait, hold on. It's not his mom. It's his roommate. No. You guys are just cutting me off She's here. not my mom. She's my stepmom, asshole. <laughs> so as a surprise to Douchebag Fuentes or whatever his name is. I forgot it. What was it? Ferret. Ferret. Douchebag uh, Ferret Man. <laughs> ferret, David we, Ferret. We, he does look kind of like a weasel. I will put a blindfold over him because that way I think it's going to be a hot ferret date. Face. It'll be a hot date. It'll be like my buddy Kevin's hot cousin. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's like, "Awesome, I got my blindfold on. I'm sipping my wine cooler because that's what we do." And all of a sudden, your dude's blindfold because he thinks he's got a hot yeah. date. That it's like my hot cousin. Turns out our hot cousins are both fucking weird dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they slide in together and like, okay, Kevin and I will just sit on the very edge and like, okay, when we say three, two, one, you pull them off three. Two, one. They pull them off. Boom! They see each other. We run like bitches, but we don't run really far because and we, we take s- the we take the potachos, the potato nachos. Yeah, but we, take- but we we don't run too far no, we because just- we want to keep make sure we can see our waiter because no, our dessert's coming out soon. Shit, that's right. And I got that uh, banafi pie. Yeah, I get some bananas foster. That sounds good. I, I'm the asshole over the corner. That's, yeah, you're filming the, the whole damn thing. Yeah, you're filming the whole damn thing. You're like that third wheel in like the most of those ghost adventure shows that like you don't see them, but all of a sudden they get all the good shots like. Where does us doing the commentary? Oh look, they're going to slam. Except yes, like you, golf announcer yes, style. Yes, and I love they it. they start pretending to fight, and then we walk away, and we kind of like peek our heads back around, and they're just like making out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the world comes to an end, and no, Satan, then, and then they get married and they fight devil vampires together as a happily married. And they fight that other married couple that have to go against demons. They were uh, from The Conjuring. 
John Ed, and Lorraine Bobbitt. Ed, <laughs> Ed Warren, and Lorraine Warren. I mean, they're Warren, just... Yeah, them. All four of them are full of shit, so yeah, might as well yeah, no, fight each other. Our power couple will fight that power couple in the most epic celebrity death fight ever in claymation style. But you know what happens, though? No. The Queen of England actually kills all of them because she's a lizard person. Anyway... That's all I've got for this one. And then no, she's a werewolf. Abraham Abraham Lincoln comes out of hiding because <coughs> he's, he's a vampire slayer. Yeah, he's a <coughs> he's the OG of vampire slayers. And yes, I know they're vampires. I was like saying vampires. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Holy shit. What? Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Vampire Abraham. No, shut up. Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Abraham Van Helsing. Abraham. Same fucking dude. Connect dots. Same and dude. Same dude. Same fucking dude. And Taterham. <coughs> we talked about him before. Todd Ham. Yeah, yeah, I went to high school with him. He's a good guy. Yeah. yeah. And there's a Todd Lincoln, and they like to eat ham, no. which is from a pig. Well. And pigs are the symbol of the devil okay. because we can sacrifice them because they're the closest thing to humans. We we, we got to stop because oh, we're, we're, we're trying to... We're, no, we're just trying to connect too many dots here, and it's oh. not working. Oh, okay. okay I'll stop. This mix and match shit is not working. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Glass houses sink ships. Yeah. Did you right. make like a tree and get the fuck out of here? If you can't stand so, the heat, don't cross the street. Yeah. Seriously, we got to buy you a fucking proverb book or something. Well, anyway, we got to... This was a fantastic episode. Don't edit anything. Put it all out. Dude, I had so much fun with this bullshit. It was so much fun because I'm just like sitting there watching stuff on YouTube and I'm like, these guys are fucking dorks. Dude, I'm actually going to... When we get done with this, I'm probably going to go home and just look up this because I really want to know more about these guys. I'm a nerd, but I'm I'm going to email them and try to befriend both of them at the same time. I didn't even do any research about the vampire. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a fucking whatever. It's a vampire ghost thing. Who gives a shit? Well, Nerd fight! And let's be honest. Most vampires are one of two camps. They're the ones that are sparkly and the ones that aren't. Yeah, that's true. The ones that are sparkles are, you know, hipster kids that, you know, play vampire masquerade. And the other ones that aren't are real. Yeah, that's true. Done. I said it. So... So, if you want to listen to this episode again, which you're going to because it's we had a lot of fun doing this, you should go over to studio.com, get yourself some badass headphones or earbuds. So, Gross. yes, go get yourself some bad headphones. Badass, not Either, bad. Oh, no, no. Bad in, like, Michael, like ba- no, 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 like Michael, ja- like Michael Jackson bad. Oh, I was thinking like uh, Bad News Brown. Either way. But bad, like, bad. Le- no, no, not that way. No, well, yes, Leroy Brown was that kind of bad. Like, yeah, man and yes. also he was connected to Leroy Jenkins, <clears throat> which I finally got a Jenkins in this episode. And he was meaner than the junkyard dog, who was a professional wrestler. He was connected. And him. Bad got News it. Brown, you did not want to fuck with because he wrestled in Japan. Yeah, and he was a. Mm. And was, Roddy, Roddy Piper almost got killed because he made fun of him and did. Well, no, that he, he was half, also half his body in blackface. <laughs> he also Bad News Brown was the only man that Stu Hart actually truly respected. That's saying something because Stu Hart was a prick. Yeah, he he beat up his own kids. Yeah, but if you want a pair of headphones, just go over to studio.com and we already did that. And uh, just buy a pair. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and if you have vampire miniatures that you want to paint because you're a weirdo, boom, got it, dude. That was too good. Yeah. Damn it. We're gonna have to dumb that down. Fuck. Edit that out. No. Um. If you. <laughs> but yeah, if you have miniatures, do you want to paint like vampires, blood angels, forty k, got her. Head over to GameHeavy.net, home of the Hobby Holder. Pick out a sweet Hobby Holder setup, like red and black, or blue and white, or any variety of different colors. And you put that thing in the checkout card. You put in the promo code BROADSTONE, spelled in the beginning of the episode. Not doing it again. You'll save yourself $2 off each, each of those sweet, sweet Hobby Holders. And can I, I just want to say one more quick thing about oh, this whole and thing. and I also have one more th- big thing of news. Okay. 
the first person that listens to this that goes back into Skyrim dun, dun, dun. and creates Reverend Sean Manchester and becomes a vampire hunter, I will send electronic high fives. Miss I swear, Fre- I swear to you. Friend's gonna do it. I, I hope so, because it's fucking wonderful. Please, yeah. somebody, please make Sean Manchester in Skyrim. I want to see it so fucking bad. <laughs> I know a few other people that would do it, or in one other game. What? Vampire Masquerade. We've talked about it now. Yeah. Hey. Oh, I could do one of my blood angels as this dude. That's, they're way too, too cool. cool. Yeah. Too cool? Oh. Um, <clears throat> I go buy a D&D miniature. Yeah. Oh, speaking about that. <clears throat> speaking about miniatures... And also nerd-related items. I got news. News for you. News for you. We at the Dark Windows Podcast have recently been sponsored, partnered, and also had someone join our family. The nice people over at Dicehead Games in Cleveland, Tennessee, home of all things nerdery. That's my cousin's store. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> they are my personal favorite online shop that I like to buy a lot of my stuff from. Uh, my 40K stuff. When we did Bolt Action. Yep. Um, and a few other game systems. Uh, the Relic Bus that I'm currently painting, uh, I picked up from them. Amazing people. And also, I'm super happy about this because... They also do something that a lot of other game stores don't do and has prove like multiple times that is you know for miniature painters or people that are in the realm of nerdery you have miniatures that you don't do anything with and you are kind of at a loss of what to do with them you or either a, let them collect dust or, or a game system that you start trying to play and then you realize this game's fucking dumb or <laughs> like in our situation we pick up a game system and the local community decides to poo poo on it yep. and all of a sudden drops it yeah you go from having like eight other people you can play with to nobody yeah and they all throw a shit fit so with that being said now you're like okay what do i do with these miniatures what do i do with these things when you go to Dicehead Games, they actually have a trade-in system where they'll take old miniatures, painted, assembled, still in the sprue, still new in the box, whatever you decide. You take pictures of them, you email them, and they will give you the best price that you can possibly get from them. Now, the reason why that is awesome is because then you can put it towards other miniatures. For instance... Or comic, comic books. books or, or you could do action figures. You could do a variety of different things. Magic cards. This magic with a C. The good kind of magic. Not the weird magic. So, but yes, mm. they are an amazing uh, company. I'm really happy to be a part of them because, like I said, I've used them multiple times. A lot of my stuff that you see on my personal Instagram page, and hopefully yours soon, yeah, have been from them. And their site is www.dicehead.com. And, and they also have a Twitch channel, which I can't remember the name of, where um, they do... I think it's Dicehead.tv. Where they do, uh, like, 40K, D&D, stuff like that, right on Twitch. It's pretty yep. rad. And also, um, one of the other employees there, Chad, who is a really good painter, really good dude. He's also a fellow Redbeard, has his own Instagram and all that stuff. So, I'm really proud to say that we're partnered with them. Um, Sweet. So, yeah, head over there. And if you head over there, tell them that the Dark Windows crew sent you and... You know, give them some love. Like I said, they will ship stuff. And if they can get it, you'll get the best price possible. And I'm not just saying that because we're connected to them. Yeah. So Pretty cool people. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I love them. And I'm going to be seeing them at Adepticon next year. What? Yeah, mm. buddy. I'm going to be seeing them uh, if I go to Tennessee with my wife next year. Or if they if 
Shane and Mike, you know, Shane and his wife come up because. Well, you can say only Shane's name. Yeah. Well, no, well, your cousin's my, awesome. My cousin Melissa's fantastic. She was. We in my bonded wedding. over orcs. Yeah. Wog. Or wa. Nerd. Fuck. Anyway. So. But yeah. So. That's it. So you can find us on Instagram at Dark Windows Pod. Boom. Twitter at Dark Windows Pod. Boom. Facebook at Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. Podcast. Boom. We're the only ones there. Fucking a. The yeah. only way we should be because that way, baby, you can find us anyway. You'll, uh, you'll see uh, on there. You just see uh, Mr. Kevin C and Kevin H. I don't believe know. in that book of many faces. Uh so you know, you you'll be able to make him personally message us. Uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm Kevin Hire. You'll see me posting on there. And sending, I am Kevin Carlton. Um, so you can you know directly message us if you have any questions or have anything that you want to just like say about the show. Yeah. Uh, or you don't feel com- any don't really feel comfortable with that. You can message you can uh, message me personally on the Instagram. Yeah, you can message uh, Seth <laughs> over here on uh, Instagram at Bloodstone. Broadstone underscore creations. As he just rubbed his nipples. Super creepy. Well, we're talking about these super power nerds. That made sense to do that. Oh, you can email the show too. Darkwindowspod at gmail.com. Please email the show. Yeah. Also, more importantly, rate and review us on iTunes, on the Stitchers, on whatever you can. Mainly iTunes because we want to go up the charts. Yeah. And we want to show off everybody how great we are. And unfortunately, it seems like iTunes is the only one that actually matters when you rate and review, which is stupid. Fuck Apple and their Which products. is dumb because I know a lot of our listeners don't have iPhones. So, I use podcast addicts you know and you can't rate and review on that. You know what? I don't even care if you rate and review us. Just keep listening to the show. I don't, you yeah. know. You can also uh, listen oh. to us on um, Megaphone. If you go to ageofradio.com. Oh, forward slash dark windows podcast that will bring you directly to our page you can listen to all of our previous episodes right through there too which is pretty mm-hmm. fucking cool and if you go there we have some sponsors through uh age of radio where you can get discounts on specific things and i don't recall which what barnes sponsors and noble. are booyah Bar- yes, and, barnes Mike, and noble. Uh, barnes, i don't know if barnes and noble is not a discount but it's just you know they're a sponsor of the show right and mm-hmm. also or the company, and then you have also uh, Microsoft. You get ten percent off, yeah, which is pretty fucking sweet, especially pretty, when you, you know. Pre- wait, wait, no, it's pretty fucking rad. Yeah, it's pretty rad because if you're if you're buying shit through Microsoft, you're probably going to spend a fairly good chunk of change because computer shits is expensive. It is, it is. But with that being said, R.I.P. Uh, Stanley. Yes, we miss you, Stan. Fucking Thanos snapping you, you son of a bitch. I'll kick him no, right in Than- his fucking dick Thanos chin. Thanos <laughs> lost the soul stone, so he can't bring him back. Dude. Oh, that's actually, oh. that's a really bad reference for me. No, dude. People, like, posting all these, like, really, like, super sad, like, Stan Lee drawings and stuff. I fucking almost cried I actually, some of them. I did cry on one of them. One of them had uh, Stan meeting his wife, Joan, and yes. he goes, hi, Joan. And she's like, oh, hi, Stan. And dude. I literally teared up because <laughs> the music was sad. I'm like, yeah. as soon as my wife came home, I'm like, I fucking love you. She's like, get the fuck off me. Dude, like, okay, okay, it's going to sound really stupid. You know what I had? You know what music was playing in my head when I saw that? You know, like the Hulk walking away in the old TV show? Yeah, Bill Bixby. Yeah. I heard that. I was like, no, the one that got me was Stan uh, Stan and Spider-Man walking away. And Spider-Man's got his arm around his waist. He's like, you did good, kid. And I was like. Actually, the one where Stan's like starting to draw and all of a sudden the pencil drops and he reached down for it. Yeah. And there's a quote. I'm not going to read it because it actually. Anyway. Um, Him standing at the pearly gates and God goes, you're pretty good at creating uh, universes yourself, kid. And I was like, aw. 
Uh, yeah. So, so before we before we head off, uh, I just want to say that uh, we are looking for anybody to uh, provide us with uh, stories, uh, any scary stories that they've heard or strange stories that they've heard. Crazy shit that's Crazy happened in shit. your hometown. Because um, we just want to do – we're we putting it on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we want to get uh, do our uh, appreciation um, episode for you guys. I think show. I think we're thankful for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know it's not going to be on thanks for Thanksgiving, but we just want to show our appreciation. Say we're how thankful we are hey. for all of you. Hey, so it might not be on Thanksgiving, <clears throat> but it's like fucking leftovers, which gonna, is the best part of yes. Thanksgiving. It's going to be like Thanksgiving for yeah. all of you because you'll hear your stories. Um, so just you know, email us at the Dark Windows Pod. Uh, at gmail.com or go on the Facebook message us directly uh, you can go on Instagram message us directly on Instagram um, through the you know Instagram page um, you can Instagram message directly do the Seth. direct do the direct DM don't do it on the page then that way we can yeah. keep it a surprise for yeah. people yes. yeah directly you know message us you know uh, DM us and so, you know so because we want to get those and we want to share them yeah. also Whatever. episode 50 we're doing an AMA Fucking A, right we are. Mm-hmm. Where you can ask us anything. We are getting close. We are like 12 episodes out from that. I'm yeah, so, so think of that. Think of all that stuff you guys want to do. And uh, get those in. And hopefully within maybe the next couple episodes, we're going to have a uh, a listener episode. Where we're going to read all of your stories. And you can be like, hey, that's my story. I get to do some sweet voice acting. Yeah. And the, uh, the, the cool thing is with the AMA is you're going to get to hear my wonderful wife read us questions. Sweet. Thumbs up. Yeah, dog. So, so, with that being said, I love you all. I love you love too. You. No, not you guys. I'm talking about the fans. Oh. You guys can fuck off. Just because you're a giant fucking nerd doesn't mean that you can't hunt vampires too. No. That was awesome. <laughs> I like it. We're keeping it. It's good. Just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Is your a, a potion for love? David Ferret masturbated in a cemetery, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Ooh. Bye. Well, most importantly, <laughs> lightning bolt. <laughs> Goodbye. Later.